Super Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. Each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's go ahead and get grivy. Let's get ready. gross. I'm, oh. I'm no, gonna... I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather not. I'm already gross. That's true. Uh, hey, uh, Flora? Yeah. How's your week? It's good. I, I gotta say, this is not related to anything, but if you don't fuck with Skyline Chili, then I don't fuck with you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Throwing it out. Because, First thing. Because I found some Skyline Chili frozen in the grocery store, mm-hmm. and that shit is lit, so you know I had me a little coney for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said coney, just like, <laughs> I could not comprehend it. <laughs> I have a coney. Um, question. Did you yeah. say it was frozen and not in a can? I did say it was frozen that and was not in unexpected. a can. That was unexpected. I expected it to be in a can. Well, they have it in a can. They have it in a dry packet. You can make chili yourself, which takes nine hours. And then there's now this frozen thing that takes <laughs> seven minutes in the microwave. And they have like, it in a box with a fox. <laughs> and it, it's like four servings of sky and chili. Anyway. Four servings? Did you have four conies? No, oh my god, I only had one. Oh. But I mean, like, I have, like, more more conies worth of shit. Yeah, three more to go. Coney countdown. Amaze. <laughs> Coney countdown. You guys, get ready. We're gonna live tweet it. <laughs> it's gonna be, um, uh, riveting. I don't think anything, like, crazy animal related has happened. Or, like, right. work related. Um... Just on that Coney grind. I'm just thinking about Coney's trying to buy a house. Oh, okay. That's very That's adult. It. Those are kind of very opposite things. <laughs> one is very adult. One is very not adult. Um, how have you been? Good. Uh, I've got this new kitten, and she's yes. absolutely nuts. Okay. I know that kittens are generally nuts, right? That's just how they are. But she's especially nuts. She's very cute. And she's getting along really well with our other boy, which I'm so happy so about. So good. So good. Um, but she's also insane. I will upload a picture for our patrons here soon, because, like, those guys love our cat photos. And I hope even that's, if they like, didn't, all they get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was going to say, even if they didn't, that's what they're going to get. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she's adorable. So, I mean, that right there might be, might be your incentive to join Patreon. Uh, let me tell you about the thing that happened to me today, though. This is stupid. So I pull up to work. It's roughly <laughs> 7.55 yeah. a.m. And I'm sitting, or I'm in my car, and I'm sitting at the gate trying to find my key card to scan in. And um, I was sitting there for maybe, like, 10 to 15 seconds at most. And all of a sudden, this, like, truck pulls up behind me. And keep in mind, this, like, this pull-in is, like, off the road, and, like, two full cars can spit, like, sit there. So it's not like, it's not like he was just hanging out in the fucking middle of the road. So right. anyways, he's pulled up, like, right behind me, like, inside the asshole of my tailpipe. Yeah. And. Like in you, yeah. Yeah, and then he just starts blaring his horn. He's just like. Oh. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? And so I finally find my key card, and I scan it, and the gate opens, and I'm driving through, and I made a point to drive through, like, incredibly slowly and flip him off the entire time. Yes. And then once I finally get in, he just, like, zooms around me and goes driving somewhere else. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, ew, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, the nastiest person, please. (laughs) It is 
just shy of 8 a.m. Can you please take a little chill pill? Like, what? Who is that, like, revved up at 8 a.m.? You should have put the car into reverse and just slowly started backing up. (laughs) I should have just, like, shit in my hand and rolled down the window and thrown it in his windshield. (laughs) I mean, you could have done that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I came in hot, and I was just like, I was so annoyed. And I come in, and I tell my coworkers about it, and they're just like, ew. I was like, okay, here's the other thing. I was five minutes uh, prior to 8 a.m., and, like, if he was in at 8 a.m., he had five full minutes to get where he needed to be. So, like, it's not like we were running late. Plus, if he was running late, that's not my problem. Correct. Maybe don't, like, blast my horn. Also, there are, like, four gates to get in, so... Maybe don't just crawl inside my actual anus to get in this well, what one. What do you he think you were, like, sleeping? Like, what's the horn going to do? Like, oh, <laughs> let know. me go. I'm going to go faster now that you're a dick. Oh, I guess I'll just fucking blast on through this gate. <laughs> you know, you're I right. actually was That's just better. taking a fucking sleep. Glad you woke me up with your honk, you big old dick. I bet he had truck balls, those, like, truck testicle things. Oh, so yucky. So anyways, he, like, zooms away. And I asked all my coworkers, I was like, keep an eye out for this, like, ugly truck today. And then one of them texts me, like, not even 10 minutes later. And she's like, oh, I spotted the beeper. And he was one of our maintenance workers. Gross. Of course it was. I know. I can't figure out who it is yet. But I have it narrowed down to two. So I'll yeah. update you guys as the saga continues. But just so you know, someone's going to get their tires slashed. You should just leave, like, a little post-it note. Just, like, an angry, angry emoji post-it note, like, on his fucking windshield. I'm going to leave a poo emoji post-it note. (laughs) Or better yet, I'm going to collect some animal poo, put it in a paper bag, and throw it into the cab of his trip. Anywho, that was my day. So, like, Mm. just, like, a really nice, like, relaxing, cool, fun day at work. I know. I was was already – I was having a great time. Like, I had just eaten some delicious toast. I'd pull up to work. I was, like, in a good mood. Sun is shining. I was just, like, fishing around for my key card, listening to a podcast, and then, like, <laughs> it's like, really? What podcast were you listening to? Ours? I'll never tell. Was it ours? <laughs> I'll never tell. Don't you dare listen to any other podcast but ours. I'll never tell. It was you ours. You know, you're, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shock of the century. Okay, uh, uh, I think we've done our obligatory Nonsense. 17 minutes of bullshit. Uh, what, yeah. what is the animal? I don't even know. Nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, so this week we... Okay, well, let me just preface this by saying we normally, for all of our episodes, we'll do like a poll and our patrons will vote on one of several options. Yeah. And we go with the winner, of course. Yeah. This week, um, I went with... I pulled up a suggestion list that we got from our patrons a couple weeks back that Flora posted and so I just pulled from that, and I pulled for the one that had the highest number of likes from our patrons. So cool. I figured, might as well get there. Obviously, we want to hit all the ones that our patrons want to hear about. You guys help shape the show, so we want to appease you in that way. And plus, we never want you to leave us ever. <laughs> never leave. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be picking off that list here and there, but I decided to just go with that most liked one, which was... Da-na-na-na-na. The Fusa! Oh my god, we were talking about this! I know, dude. And it, it just worked out great because I think I think Ethan posted it on Patreon. And- yes, because we fucking love Ethan. <laughs> Ethan, we fucking love you. Your robot moms love you. <clears throat> okay, 
Yes, you know because... anything about the FUSA. Okay, but here's the thing. Okay, so when I we, I... we had this discussion, and I will now then have... We'll just repeat our conversation on air. When I was a child, I had the National Geographic, like, big book animal encyclopedia that had, like, every animal in it, like, known to man, and it was, like, 900 pages of insects. Anyway, I would, like, <laughs> read it, which is just, like, of course. This is some really good insight into your Of childhood. course, Flora would just read an encyclopedia about animals. What what mm-hmm. would I not do? Um, yeah, I wonder if that was, you know, let me Google that. <laughs> Stand by. Because it wasn't, it probably wasn't National Geographic. Right? It was just the encyclopedia. Oh, just the, like, the OG? Like, just the like, just some kind of, like, or whatever? Oh, yeah. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't even, like, built for fun. Like, my grandma <laughs> used, I know, right? My grandma used to have one of, the, like, that whole collection. Like, she had a whole shelf on her wall that was just encyclopedias. And I remember everyone growing up, like, everyone just telling me, like, you gotta have to save up and get a encyclopedia so you have all the knowledge of the world. And even as a child, that was, like, mind-boggling to me. I was like, what? Yeah, now Wait, we have Wikipedia, what? so, like, who gives a fuck? You mean if I want to learn about anything, I can learn about it in the encyclopedias? <laughs> <laughs> That's Are wild. Are you kidding me? That's wild. Well, Did it s- ever get updated? <laughs> no, dude. Okay, so I don't even see my encyclopedia. I feel like I had a big, like, chimp on it. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to call my mom when, it, when we get off. Be like, where's my encyclopedia? Anyway, anyway, it had this animal in it. And as a child, reading a book, which didn't have pronunciation, I always called it a fossa because it's fucking spelled that way. Honestly, that's phonetically what you would think it would be. Exactly. But it's not. So my whole life, I'm like, I love the fossa just because I would like pick a random weird animal in this book and it would be my like favorite animal of the week. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go to the discovery store at the mall and like tell them. And that was very I'm, sure, I'm sure those people hated you. They're uh, like, oh, this child. I distinctly remember going to the Discovery Center. Is that what it was called? What was that store? I'm happy. I mean, brain doesn't work. Okay. I don't know if you know this or not from listening. My brain doesn't work. It doesn't. It stopped working long ago. Do you remember the store when you would go? It was like the nature store. Uh, Yeah. I think it, wasn't it just the Discovery Store? Sure. Like, it was like the Discovery Channel store, but it sure. was better when we were children. Sure. But I remember going in, and they had a <laughs> serval stuffed animal, which I still have to this day. My niece plays with it. Wow. And uh, I was like, I want this. And the girl was like, do you know what that is? And I was like, yeah, it's a serval. She's like, it's <gasps> not a cheetah. And I was like, yeah, I know. She's like, well, can you tell me some of the differences? I was like, it has longer legs. It has stripes. And it has I'm sorry. Shoes. Was that the payment? Was that the currency? I just remember this quiz. I just this? remember like shutting down this quiz bitch like no other. I mean, I'm sure she was just trying to be nice. And she probably thought that I was like a regular <laughs> idiot. But I was like, listen, I read <laughs> the animal encyclopedia. So I know this is a circle. Little, little did she know you're a special idiot. Yeah. If you know you. one thing about me, it's that I'm an idiot, okay? But hey, anyway. Rebecca at the Discovery Store in 1998, check yourself. I'm not like other girls. I'm, I'm not like other idiots. idiot. <laughs> anyway. God, that's a tagline, isn't it? Uh, I don't even remember what I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. The moral talking of. about the FUSA. Yes, the moral of all of this is that I thought it was FASA until Madagascar came out. Okay, I thought it was Fossa until much later than that. You didn't see Madagascar? Uh, I did, but I didn't, like, I don't know, that movie was a blur. <laughs> I don't remember anything from it. There's so much happening. It's true. Um, 
so yeah. Anyways, it's called the Fusa. I, Why? That's a great question. I think that's one of those um, existential questions. Like, we're never going to have the answer. Fuck. It's more of like a, a thought experiment, you know? Great. Um, so put that in your philosophy pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Great. I don't know. I don't know why it's like that. I don't know why it's spelled like that. I don't know why it's pronounced like that. But it can be pronounced fusa or fush as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes even wow. less sense. <laughs> cool. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So let's get into that. Um, let's well, get into more words that don't, don't quite make sense. Never say the word fusa. It's fush. Never say that word to me again. It's it a- sounds like other word (laughs) let's talk about this carnivorous douche (laughs) it's honestly what it is okay we're in class mammalia we're in order carnivora the family is eupleridae the genus so get this our genus and species sounds really really cool it's cryptoprocta ferox oh yeah dude and doesn't that just like conjure in your mind like a little like spy animal like just it's like slinking around he's got like a little bandito mask and he's just like ah, gotta get you well, he's like that's what but he's like crypto so he's like not real also he's also a unicorn i picture him now with a unicorn horn <laughs> no 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 but he's also like hacking into a computer mainframe <laughs> jesus okay you now i'm this. picturing um the guy from uh oh my god I'm the I'm the worst person to have a conversation with where I'm like trying to like remember. <laughs> this honestly makes Anything. for really good listening. <laughs> what Just is listening the... to you trying to remember? Listen, things. listen, listen. Okay, there's that TV show with those two kids. Uh huh. And they. Is it... Is it Gravity Falls? It's Gravity Falls, yes. <laughs> I help knew it. Me. That's <laughs> why we're always on that same page. Help, <laughs> help me. Okay, what's the triangle's name? I'm always there for you. Bill Cipher, the <gasps> man. Okay, I'm picturing Bill Cipher. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, like, he's a cryptid. This is kind of a cryptid. That's a great show, by the way. That's such a good show. I love that show. I wish, I wish it was still on, but I understand that they wanted to tell a good story and move yeah. on. Yeah. And I respect that. I Anywho, Cryptoprocta ferox. Sounds pretty rad, right? It's Which cool. Is wait, I'm into it. Wait until you hear Uh-oh. what it actually means. <laughs> uh, let me find it in my notes here. So, um, Cryptoprocta is interesting okay. because it literally tra- translates <laughs> to hidden anus. Stop. Yep. It's a stop. Uh, apparently, it's named after the fact that the uh, the anus. anus is it is hidden. It is concealed by an anal pouch, no. and that's where like the anal glands live. Shut so, if y'all have heard of anal glands before, which I hope you have, because they're out there. Well, now I'm googling <laughs> um, anus. Great. Well, that's imagine not new you for have you. like the imagine you're like a super secret spy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, your code name is like Cryptozoological Magnifico. And then like you Google it when you get home and it means like chode face. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course. Of course. It's a uh, Coney nose. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, it means hidden anus. And uh, I just thought that was like really rad. So do it that way you will. But it still sounds cool, but now you know kind of the sinister undertones. <clears throat> so the fusa is commonly described as appearing to be a weird mix between a dog, a cat, and a weasel. Yeah. Or a mongoose. And interestingly enough, not related to any of those except for the mongoose. 
they are part of that same sort of um, common ancestor okay. that a mongoose has, but that's pretty much it. So they're more closely related to mongoose and civet than they are to anything else. They have a short, dense, uh, tan to brown hair, and it kind of has like a golden tint to it, and then of course their belly is a lighter color. Yeah. Um, they can be upwards of six feet long. That's long. It's pretty long, but that takes into account the tail. The oh. actual body um, is not that big, but the okay, tail good. can be up to half the length. <laughs> that, yeah, That would be frightening. <laughs> yeah. On average, though, the length, that's pretty long. But on average, the length is between 27 to 31 inches or 70 to 80 centimeters, not including the tail. And then the tail can be between 26 to 28 inches or 65 to 70 centimeters. So pretty big. And that tail is really important for them as they are... Um, not strictly arboreal, but they spend a lot of time up in the trees, so it's used for balance and steering and all that jazz. Uh, as far as weight goes, the females are between 12 to 15 pounds, or 5.5 to just over 6.5 kigs. Males are a little bit more, uh, 13 to 19 pounds, which is just over 6 to about 8.5 kigs. Do with that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. Um, just to give you an idea what they look like. They do have a really cute face, but it's it's a really kind of weird, interesting face. Like, it kind of looks like a cat, but not really. It kind of looks like a weasel, but not really. I know, like it if you squint, looks like a mongoose, it's something but not else. really. And then, like, the babies look like cats, and then... Kinda. It kind of looks like a... looks like a fucking Tasmanian tiger. It looks like something, and I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> it looks like a foosh. Like a foosh. Uh, but anyways, they are pretty elusive animals. There's mm. not a ton known about them, and there aren't that many of them left because they live exclusively on the island of Madagascar. And so they tend to prefer to live in remote forested areas, but as we all know, Madagascar being an island and is already being decimated by habitat loss doesn't have that many Boo. remote forested areas left. So Boo. they're not doing so hot, spoiler alert. But they are still uh, pretty elusive. They try to avoid people as much as they can. Um... And they are the island's largest carnivores. Mm-hmm. All right. There so are a lot of myths that out there. Niche on lock. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there are a lot of myths out there concerning the Fusa, particularly when it pertains to local legends. Ooh. A lot of them include basically like sinister interactions with humans. And that seems to happen a lot in Madagascar, right? Because, like, all the lemurs and stuff are always thought to have, like, the eye like, to be, like, like, demons fucking... and, like, possessed souls and stuff. Yeah. But anywho, uh, a few of those myths include that the uh, the scent that Afusa leaves, their scent markings, can kill uh, poultry in the area. They oh can, <laughs> this one was possibly my favorite, they can contract their pupils in their eyes and then um, causing them to disappear completely. Which I was like, what? <laughs> and for what? Like, that doesn't even... Just doesn't to look even, spooky, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't even, like, have a purpose. Cool, like, party like, trick. Look what I can do. Uh, another one is that they can um, creep into the homes of local yes. families and steal babies from cribs. Oh, yes. There's another one. This one's very specific. That if they lick a sleeping person in a specific way, <laughs> they can put that person who's asleep into a deep trance. And then in doing so... Um, they're unable to waken, to wake up, and then the Fusa will disembowel them. Okay, so what's, Fana, can you tell, what is the special way? 
I doesn't say. It didn't specify the special way. It just said there is a special way. There's a special way. I guess you would know it if it happens, but then you'd be in too deep a trance to wake up, and then you get disemboweled. So, wow, what a life's great mysteries. Maybe they don't want to spread like they know the special way, and they don't want like that to be public knowledge, so that when the criminal shows up and they're like, "This is a special way," they'll be like, "Oh my god, we didn't release that to the press. Like we know that you are the serial killer." Yeah, they don't want any like copycats out there. Exactly. Wow. That's smart. It makes sense. Wow. It's a good, it's a good call on their part. Wow. Um, but a lot of those are out there. There are a few others that um, obviously are not true as far as we know. But they do. As far as we know. I mean, they do kind of tie in with like how like cunning and sneaky and the Fusa can be. So you know how these myths come around. You know how they come about. Oh, I know. It's an exaggeration of the truth. All they do um, is talk about that Fusa. They're like, look at, I can't find his <laughs> anus. And I think he licked me last night. So... Did you see his eyes? (laughs) Did you see his eyes? Where are my bowels? (laughs) That classic combo we've all had. Next morning at the Um, water cooler, that's all they're talking about. That's all Jeremy was talking about was that special way, (laughs) that special lick that he got. And he just, he didn't recall seeing any pupils attached to that (laughs) lick. (laughs) Little did they know, Jeremy was on a whole different place. Yeah, Jeremy is (laughs) fucked up. All right. Uh, the Fusa is an intelligent animal, though. They're very, very agile. They're very quick and cunning. And like I said, they spend a lot of time up in the treetop of their forest home. So they can scale trees very well using their uh, sharp, retractable claws, similar to how cats mm. have. And they also use these, of course, during hunting. Um, they spend a lot of time in trees. They'll hunt in trees. They'll chill in trees, sleep in trees, mate in trees, uh, all that kind of stuff. Yes. So like all about that. And do you remember when we talked about the Margay? And they had those, like, ankle joints yes, that they could rotate. Yes, that go, like, yes. 180 degrees or whatever the fuck. Yeah, so the Fusa have not quite as crazy, but similar. They have more flexible ankle joints than a lot of other carnivores do so that they cool. can climb down trees head first. Perfect. Which is just, like, wackadoo in my mind. But, uh, again, that tail is going to help them remain balanced. The and tail help them is large. huge. Yeah, it's really big. It's like it reminds me of like a like a mountain lion tail, like how yes. big and like thick it is. You I know? know some of these like pictures of this rope. thing like slinking around. It looks a lot like oh. a mountain lion. It also looks like um, the Pokemon Persian. It absolutely does. Like hundred percent. That's the first thing I thought too. I was like, that's not a cat, but that's a Fusa. <laughs> that's a Pokemon. That's a Pokemon in real life. Um, so yeah, they um they'll use that tail for balance, but also they will jump between branches, and that helps them um, stay stable during that as well, especially during hunting, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but although they spend most of their time up in trees, they do obviously spend time on the ground as well, and yeah. they um, run flat-footed on the ground, and they have no problem doing that either. Cool. So, anywho, let's see here. So like I mentioned, they are carnivores. So they eat other animals for food. They're very good hunters. They prey on small to medium-sized animals, ranging anywhere from uh, different types of fish, rodents, small mammals, uh, birds, all the way up to larger uh, mammals like wild pigs. Their main Damn. source of food, though, are lemurs. In the, oh, in I was going to say, seeking a normal lemur. Yeah, they love those lemurs. It's their uh. favorite food. What's your favorite food, Flora? Is it lemur? It's Skyline Chili covered lemurs. Oh, man. That forbidden coney. (laughs) (laughs) 
Zabuma food, Tony. I had some SpaghettiOs last night. I'm not saying they're my favorite food, but I'm saying it hit the spot. Uh, I love spaghetti. I I love SpaghettiOs. I found it in the back of my cupboard, and I was like, (gasps) "That's how the Holy Grail. That's what they're there for. Like you're supposed to buy them and forget them until like that moment. I did. I spotted the O in the back of my like dusty cabinet. I was like, like heart skips a beat, and you're like, yeah, yes. Felt like a paleontologist, like, on a dig, like, <laughs> surfacing, crawling through and be like, oh, I unearthed a treasure. It's Anywho, my spaghetti. Back to the lemurs. So they munch on those lemurs. And munch. they're very adept at uh, catching them. And obviously lemurs spend most of their time up in the trees. Um, but they do spend some time on the ground. But that's one of the reasons that the Fusa is so adept at being in the trees is because they have to be able to hunt that prey all throughout. And they're actually really quick. They can just, like, hop around, lickety-split, no problem, catch that lemur, gobble it up, good to go. Dang. Yeah, they're pretty good at outmaneuvering. Um, they are an ambush hunter, but they also will go out of their way to, like, chase things down, too. Um, and then they typically will use, of course, their um, their limbs and their claws to catch the prey, and then they bite it with their teeth, with usually, yeah. like, a quick, quick kill method, which is preferred. It's preferred, probably, on the lemur's end, I would say. I don't want to speak for them, but... I mean, I think they'd be okay if you did. preferred. They need a uh, spokesperson, honestly. Yeah, they do. But this isn't about them. This is about <laughs> the one that eats them. Fine. <laughs> Fuck lemurs. <laughs> we love you, just not right now. Okay. Fuses use a bunch of different ways to communicate, but the main form is scent communication. This is Ooh. really common in a lot of predators um, because they tend to have larger territories, and so they will use scent to mark their territory all around and... It's kind of a passive form of communication, but they can yeah. also do it with Fusa right in front of them. Typically, they're solitary animals, but they will come together during breeding season or if they have pups. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of it. Otherwise, they spend their time on their own. But they will set mark everything in the area, trees, rocks, ground, grass, whatever. Um, they have a scent gland on their chest, and they also have one at the base of their tail. Of course there's one. Of course there's that hidden stuff. anus. Yeah, it's, a, it's in that, that anal pouch. Hiding up that anus. That's where it is. Dang. Uh, For the most part, though, I mentioned they are very territorial and they're solitary, but those home ranges don't really overlap, which is uh, causing issues currently because their habitat is so degraded that they are overlapping and it's becoming a whole thing. So, anywho. Um, They will vocalize from time to time, usually only during breeding, however. The female will make a mewing sound to attract (gasps) males. And then the males will just, like, scream when they're competing for a female. <laughs> They'll just, like, howl and scream. Yes. So that's so pleasant. Uh, every so often, they can make a roaring sound that will intimidate other fusa, or if they needed to defend themselves. And then the pups, of course, make cute, like, soft cooing, purring sounds when they're nursing. Aww. That's it. That's pretty much it. Uh, when it comes to breeding time... They're usually ready to go around four years old, and okay. they do have a breeding season, which is interesting, uh, that falls between September and December. Um, and then afterwards, they will give birth anywhere between December through roughly March or April. And um, that gestation is pretty short. It's only three months. And they give Ooh. birth to usually two pups, but they can give birth to litters up to six. Three and when they're born, months. they weigh That's- anywhere... Yeah, that's quick. That's like nothing. That's like pig time, dude. That's like That's what pigs do. Do you remember <laughs> Potter? Pig. I do. She was popping those things out. Every time right. I turn around that pig was shitting a baby out. I couldn't stop Honestly. it. Honestly. 
Put on the plug. pups are born, they weigh between three to three and a half ounces, or roughly tiny to a hundred grams. Tiny needle babies. Uh, I read something interesting. Let me see if I can find it. In da, da, da. well, let me talk about the pups really quick. So they um obviously super dependent on their mothers. When they give the mothers give birth, they'll put them in a den, like a lot of carnivores do. Yeah, um, any sort of crevice that will keep them safe. And when they're born, they're toothless and their eyes are closed. Aww. And the mother kind of raises them completely on her own. Go, girl. You don't need anybody. Although you would probably appreciate the help. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but really, like, I don't need anybody. But, like, if anyone's offering, <laughs> damn. Um, they, obviously, as they grow older, their eyes will start to open. Their fur will get darker and thicker. And that's usually around two to three weeks old. They don't usually leave their den for the first several months, and they will be fully dependent on mom for almost a year. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, they kind of stick with her until they're about two years old. Then they'll start hunting with her, and then they kind of head out on their own and just sort of do their own thing. Become the well-adjusted adults they were always meant to be. Bless. Bless. Living just, that blessed life. I just am stuck on this ass pouch. The hidden anus? The hidden anus. So is it yeah, in, a like, a pouch? In. Like, it are is. they shitting in a pouch? How do they get their anus out of the pouch? I mean, it, it, like, there's, like, a slit where they can, like, get the, the like, scent out, right? Like, the nasty, dirty scent. <laughs> and then that's also, they can just, like, poop. They can just poop okay. where they need to. So they can open their pouch to shit out of it. I mean, I don't know exactly how the opening of the anal pouch works. But I have to assume it opens somehow. Then why are you even talking to me right now? <laughs> That's all I want to hear if about. You You're don't not giving know, me what I need. Then I don't even know what we're doing here. Um. Okay. Well, like I get. Okay. This is a. This is a, a female dog's vagina. Did I Google that? This is a male genitalia. Like it mm. Google's. It's almost like worthless. Okay. Well, it's gonna get even weirder. Because we're going to talk about weird genitalia here in a minute. Well, I thought we already were. Well, I guess Well, no, we were talking about their anus, weren't we? Yeah, that's not really a <laughs> genital. <laughs> okay, so let me let me get into how they breed first, and then we'll get into their junk. Yeah, so, they're smashing in the trees. Pretty much. Yeah, so when a female is receptive, she will climb up a tree and just, like, chill there. Okay. And then she'll start, like, mewing and, like, calling males around and stuff. The males will gather below and basically just, like, have a war to, like, decide who gets to mate yes, with her fight down below. Whoever wins gets to ascend the tree, uh, and she will mate with them. And she'll also uh, frequently mate with all of the other runners. <laughs> <laughs> She's, She's like, just like, you won, but it's 2019, you won too. And literally everyone gets a participation award, so come on up. <laughs> Y'all got brew ribbons today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she will invite everyone up in different times, and they will copulate. Their copulation can last for several hours. Oh, boy. Yeah, and this is mainly due to the fact that the males have a backwards-pointing penis. Or, I'm sorry, uh, backwards-pointing penis. <laughs> backwards-pointing spines on their penis. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, so they've got those barbs like cat penises do, yeah. where they... Literally are just, like, stuck together. Raking the inside of... Yep. Great. And she's yeah. like, sure, here, like, we're second, guy. Like, come on up. I want that again. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, it's called a uh, copulatory tie. And it's yes. very hard to break because they're 
locked together. We were so this just is kinda like, talking about copulatory ties. I know. God, it's all coming full circle, isn't it? Everybody is... gets their junk stuck together. What's up with that? We got to come up with some new conversation topics. <laughs> this is all we're talking about <laughs> with one another. Uh, but anywho, um, so she'll just like breed, do what she wants to do, whatever. It's 2019. She's a powerful, independent woman. And so once she's done, uh, a new female will take over that mating site and she'll do the same thing. So basically what you're telling me are there just like trees that they go to smash in. Oh, yeah. They're just like like designated Netflix and chill spots. Oh, yeah. And you know you can smell them from a mile away. Stop. <laughs> some, some pup is like, what's that, mommy? What is that tree? And she's like, oh, baby, that's where you going to bang. <laughs> You're not old enough yet, but I'll show you what it's time. That is the red light district of trees. <laughs> Honestly, it is. It's got like a like a, a vibrating bed. Like it's some a fucking candles. shadowy place, man. You don't go there till you're older. Mm-mm. You don't go there till you're older. There's a beaded curtain elephant blocking graveyard. it from view. <laughs> it's like a bouncer. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not old enough yet. Let me see your ID. Uh, so, anywho, that's the smash spot. So, they've got these, like, banging trees, which is cool. Yes. And then, um, it is interesting because, the, like I said, the same tree will be used pretty much every year. Kind of there. That becomes the spot. It's kind of like make-out point, isn't it? You drive your car oh, up there. Oh, yeah. Got it a view the, of the best city. view. Everyone's doing the what they need to do. The best branches. Mm-hmm. Like and you want a good view if you're going to be stuck there for Beer bottles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, we better be comfortable. <laughs> God damn it. We got to settle in here. We got a few hours. Um, but this is interesting because the females, of course, are choosing, but they're also, they're choosing not only their mate, but they're choosing their site. So they're, uh, they have a monopoly on the basically the entire mating process, which is very cool. Amazing. And um, she kind of has strict choice over everything, which is not commonly seen uh, in carnivores. Right. Kind of just depends. So that was pretty neat. Okay, so let's get into their genitals here. Let's get up close and personal. Pull up your microscope. Let's get down and dirty. Please. I need. <sighs> Where do I even start? <laughs> okay. The female fusa has a very interesting developmental stage during their adolescent period known as transient masculinization. Is that when her and anus this is... hides in a way in a pouch? Nope, that's all the time. Okay. Uh, this is a, a very specific stage of their development, and it's completely unique to fusas. What happens during this time is she will develop in a large, spiky clitoris that resembles a male's penis. Perfect. And it also secretes an orange substance all over her belly. Which is really only ever seen in mature males. So she's got, for lack of a better term, she's got a pseudo-penis. It's not like a hyena pseudo-penis, but it's very, very similar. And Uh, it's it's got orange soda coming out of it. Yeah, it's got Fanta. (laughs) Why is the Fanta involved? I don't know. Poor Fanta is like, we didn't sign up for this. This is not a sponsorship brand. ever wanted. This isn't our brand. Um... So they do that, but it's interesting too because while fusa are not related to cats, they have a lot of similarities with cats. Like they have right. the retractable claws, and they do like a lot of similar vocalizations that cats do. Um, but this is also very interesting because cats are generally the ones, like the male cats, that have like the spiky genitalia. Like right. that's kind of something that they like 
definitely have, and it's like a well-known fact about them. So it's interesting that the Fusa, who's not really related to them, also has this. But it was also especially interesting because it was, uh, from what I read, it was like all along basically the shaft of the clitoris, but then the tip was bare. So I don't know what that means or what that does. I have no idea. I didn't ask them, but I can't even. It seemed comprehend. interesting. I'm just like, yeah. I'm having a hard time. <laughs> I know you are, and I'm here to because all I'm picturing this whole time is like a human clitoris with like fucking just like hot topic spikes on it. Can you get your mind out of the gutter for once? I can't. Okay. Well, that's actually what it is. They shop at Hot Topic <laughs> exclusively, and they're like, um, can I get the clit ring with the- Can I get my clit bejeweled? Thanks. Thank you. But with, like, the spikes, thank you. So good. But can you please um, leave the tip bare? I like a little <laughs> sun on the top. It's like- <laughs> don't, sh- don't shade the top. It's like, you know, if you ever went in a mall to, like, a Claire's or an icing, you get, like, your ears pierced. And that was, like, the kid version. When you grow up and you hit adolescence and you go to Hot Topic, that's when you start spiking out your clit. (laughs) Right before you, yeah, like, you spike out your clit and then they're like, okay, you're ready for sex tree. Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) you gotta have that spiky clit. That is, like, your ticket inside. You have to show it. It's your wristband to get into the clit. Oh, what a just outrageous... Okay, so that's not it, though. The The males also have an unusually long penis. Okay. And they have a baculum, which is that penis bone it's inside penis of their bone. penis. Um, and then, this might not sound very impressive, but think about how big fusas are. Um, their penis can, once erect, it can reach between their forelegs. And it's, um, on average, just shy of no, an that inch does, thick. That does, No, that does sound impressive. <laughs> You're like, that won't sound like anything. That sure do sound like something. It's nuts, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, they uh, they're it's uh, I just, that's all I've got to say about it. Big. That's all I've got to say about it. Big. Um, they let's see. So uh, one important note about the females, back to their genitalia, is that they do not have a pseudo scrotum. Um, ah, they just have that kind of pseudo wannabes. Yeah, they didn't go all in. You gotta right. go all in. And it's estimated, or it's hypothesized, that the hormone levels of the females does not really seem to have a, like, um, play any part in this transient masculinization. Mm. It's, um, it's just sort of is what it is. There's no, like, fluctuations that are making it more apparent or causing it to blow up or whatever. Okay. Um, apparently those hormone levels are the same in the juveniles that are exhibiting this and the non-masculinization. Uh, masculinized adults so like this kind of expressly happens during their adolescence the female adolescence um and then it kind of goes away as they get older which is also very strange you'd think that like once it's there it's there for good but no (laughs) nope big cut claire and is back again but only for a little bit (laughs) (laughs) she's gotta grow up someday um i know so there are a few BTK. She's like the BTK killer. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Another conspiracy spotted. Uh, it's speculated that this transient masculinization is uh, exists for a number of reasons. First off, and this is like the most relatable thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Hit me. It's hypothesized that it reduces sexual harassment of juvenile females by adult males. Oh fuck. So if they can like convince them that they have a penis, then the adult males don't really want anything to do with them. 
Wow. Which is just like, ugh, what a commentary on our lives. Big cringe. Um, yeah. It's big cringe and energy. Additionally, oh, it really is. Additionally, it's thought that it could adu- uh, reduce aggression from territorial females in the area, too. So if those females see that the, um, the adult females see that the adolescent females are adolescent, then they might not look at them as, like, competition for mating and stuff like that. Whoa. So they're just like, they can spot that clip from a mile away and they're just like, oh, girl, you're fine. <laughs> Be on your way. It is interesting, though, because like I said, the hyenas, we talked about this before, have a pseudo penis. Right. But theirs doesn't go away. It doesn't get no. smaller as they no. get older or anything like this. This is like, as far as I can tell, the only documented case where this um, this will appear and then basically diminish as the animal continues to grow. Nah, I don't know. I could not wrap my head around that. I was like, what? Excuse me? What? Yeah. You guys come to us for the genital facts, and we are happy to deliver. Yeah, and then the gen- the genital facts disappear as you get older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that thing? It's like, uh, was that Peter Pan or something? Yeah, when, like, they go to uh, Neverland, and then they grow up, and they forget. Oh. This is like that. This is Peter Pan, but with genitals. But with genitals and, like, really big spiky clits. Wow. That's deep. I think that's what he meant all the time, you know, Jay that's and Barry. So he was like, deep. this is actually all been a metaphor for FUSA for uh, transient girls. masculinization yeah. in juvenile females. I believe. I'm a firm believer. Clap your hands if you believe in fairies or adolescent clits. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. <laughs> same thing. They're, they're all the same. Uh, okay. So <laughs> don't anywho. you dare. <laughs> I know, I don't. I felt it. Dare. I felt it was going back into cocaine <laughs> for Mantis territory. Don't you dare. I might. <laughs> Just watch me. <laughs> uh, okay, so, like I said, they're found strictly oh. on the island of Madagascar. My cat just jumped into a hamper. Oh, ready for laundry. <laughs> Time to wash me. Uh, they're found strictly on the island of Madagascar, and they've right. been there for millions of years. It's estimated that they first arrived, I think, like, 21 million years ago or something like that. Cool. Um, Damn. And like I said, they are mo- most closely related to mongoose, so they it's, yeah. they share that common ancestor there. Um, I found a few different uh, classifications for their conservation status, but why don't you go ahead and take a guess at what you think it is? I would for sure say, like, endangered-y, threatened-y. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty I mean, broad, but yes. Being on, like, one island sucks. Yeah, anytime you have a limited range, it's going to, like... It's going to be bad for you. Bite you in the butt. Bite you in the anal pouch, I should say. <laughs> you should. Uh, <laughs> so I found a couple different notes. One said that they were threatened. One said that they were vulnerable. But they're definitely not doing great. They're not... At this point of the recording, listed as endangered, but they're okay. definitely headed that way. Right. Um, so they're kind of one step shy of it. It's estimated there are roughly only 2,500 left in the wild, which isn't a lot. And wow. like you said, like anytime you have an isolated population, whether it's on an island or like habitat loss is contributed to it or whatever, then it makes it much harder for that animal to recover and it just kind of snowballs. Um, the Because the fooses are the the top predator on the island they don't really have any natural predators 
except for humans, of course, which is one of the reasons that all of the top predators in every ecosystem are like facing so many threats because we are doing bad things to them. Uh, It's estimated that roughly 90% of Madagascar's native habitat is gone. Wow. Um, Yeah. And the 10% that's left is like coveted as like a biodiversity hotspot. Right. And so uh, conservationists are constantly like, we have to preserve that. It's like, it's a key point in like helping these populations thrive. Um, This 10% of Madagascar is home to 35 lemur species. Um, But of course, lemurs are a forest-dwelling animal. They spend a lot of time in the trees and they need a forest to survive. So as their population dwindles, it's much harder for them to survive, which in turn, them being the main source of food for FUSAs makes Uh. it much harder for FUSA to survive too. In addition, FUSAs are having to compete with other introduced species like civets for food. Um, they also, unfortunately, are dealing with disease that was brought onto the island by domestic cats and dogs, like rabies. So that's another big issue. So again, even though they're not really related to them, they are susceptible to those diseases, which I think is something people forget a lot. Like you don't really think about that kind of stuff until it affects something close to home. You yeah. Know? Like, like obviously your dog can pick up rabies from like a raccoon that runs through your yard and bites mm-hmm. your dog, but they're not that closely related. Anywho, um, so on top of that, they are obviously facing issues with humans. That human FUSA conflict is a really big one. Well, yeah, they not keep only are they destroying people in special ways. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's very very That's special ways. Stop. That's got to and stop. like honestly, humans just can't live up to that. No, <laughs> there's no way that they can replicate that special special way that they lick. Uh, <laughs> conflict is that. too big a hurdle to come over. But anyways, they have a very bad reputation with villagers who, of course, have all those myths about them. But they also see them as vermin and they see them as competition for resources and they see them as predators to their domestic animals. So um, not just their pets, but obviously like their livelihood, their livestock and their chickens and stuff like that. Um, Lots of villagers in the area have made a note to tell or to like um, spread the word that fusas are able to like um, kill all of your chickens and like they basically like it just lends to the idea that they're this like really horrible terrible animal and is doing yeah. all this harm that's not to say that they're not killing all their chickens they're not like there's not that conflict in place but at the same time like spreading those types of things just causes it to get worse and worse and worse so a lot of the work that they're trying to do now is to help um local populations understand exactly what they do why they do it how to avoid those confrontations and and hopefully mitigate that conflict as much as they can. But, I mean, that long-standing fear is present in the Malagasy people, and they still consider them to be very dangerous. So, unfortunately, whenever they come into contact with them, it's always usually a kill situation. Uh, I know. Uh, the good news is, though, the FUSA has a lot of help. A lot of that is, like, on-the-ground resources in Madagascar. Obviously, there are a lot of biodiversity present in Madagascar, so there's a lot of efforts being made to protect the forest habitat that's left right. for the sake of all of those animals. Um, but the FUSA in particular is protected from export and trade um, through laws in the area. Also, the uh, ecotourism that comes through Madagascar has benefited all of the wildlife, FUSA included, um, because the money that is gathered through that is going back to the local people and helping them Um, or helping encourage them to preserve the forest habitat, which is great. 
So yeah, one of the best things that you guys can do if you're looking to help out FUSA is, uh, I mean, to learn about them. We always mention that. And I think that's something that, like, is overlooked so often. People are always like, oh, you have to donate money or you have to travel to Madagascar or you have to, like, do whatever. And that's not feasible for most people. And that doesn't mean that you, yeah, that doesn't mean that you can't help, but it, you know, that's just not something that, like, the average everyday person is going to be able to do. So one of the most important things that we always tell our guests is to start off by learning about the animals and, like, caring about them and spreading awareness and all that kind of stuff. Because, like, no one would probably know what a FUSA was. Like, 90% of the people today wouldn't know what a FUSA was if they hadn't seen Madagascar, right? Oh, for sure. They put them on that fucking map. Yeah, like, all of this type of stuff, like, just brings awareness, and that's one of the reasons zoos and aquariums and all wildlife areas are so important is because they're helping educate and they're helping bring to light things that you don't even know. Like, not everyone can be the weird, stupid child that you were going into the Discovery Store, (laughs) like, nailing quizzes that people gave you in return for plush animals, but... Nobody can be like me. You know? Like, no one's gonna read every encyclopedia of animals like Flora did. No one's going to do that because it's a really odd thing to do. <laughs> so they have to be spoon-fed instead. <laughs> but no, it's important. Like, seek out that information. That always helps. Uh, but then one thing that we always mention, too, is to try Meatless Mondays. That's always a great way to help out all animals, but carnivores in particular, because you're helping preserve habitats for um, that are generally being used for livestock production. Mm. And that, in turn, helps... Uh, broaden the habitats for all the animals present and since carnivores in general tend to have really large territories this is a good opportunity to help widen the territory that they have so that they're not overlapping and coming into fusa fusa conflict as well fusa 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 so yeah that's a some pretty good ways to help um we already mentioned that they were in madagascar i think didn't they in that movie they always said like fusa hungry and like food like they always preface what they were doing with like fusa right <laughs> i don't know i'm pretty sure they did i think they're just like fusa sleepy fusa That's walking probably i don't know maybe that was a fever dream and they were just trying to drive it home that i've been saying it wrong my whole life That's all that <laughs> like, was about. this was for flora we know someone out there is going to feel really dumb when they watch this so goddamn dumb uh and then yeah that was the first thing that i thought of too the the pokemon persia which is the um what is that called the evolution there we go of meowth it's persian Persia, right oh yeah you're right you're right you're right it's persian it's persian it's persian thank you you're thanks mommy you're welcome you're so helpful they do not (laughs) look like the alolan version of persian which is like a turd on a with legs well maybe they maybe they could maybe their pups do Yike. Pups kind of look like turds on legs. True, big yike. This one I'm looking at, I've been looking at it the whole time. It really looks like a cheese coney from Skyline Chili, so. That's what I'm saying. That was like the perfect lead-in to this episode. How did you know? Did you get my picture I sent you? Oh, yeah. I just hadn't uh, checked my text. Oh! <laughs> that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Your little kitty cat peeping out of that laundry hamper. Unbelievable. It's a cat in the hamper. I'll put that on Patreon, too. Oh, God, our patrons. I hope you guys love cats because that's what's coming at you. Uh, speaking of Patreon, if you guys are interested in joining our Patreon, feel free to check it out. It's $5 a month, and it's at patreon.com slash keeperchat, 
and you get access to a bunch of behind-the-scenes bonus content. First yeah. off, you get to see about, I don't know, a million pictures of our cats? Oh, yeah. They're ever-growing. Uh, in addition to this new addition to my home, which I'm going to upload tonight, so stand by. Um, and then you also get access to uh, the chance to vote on different topics for our episodes. You yes. get to throw out suggestions for different ideas. You get to help us shape the show in the way that you want to listen to it. So it's a really great way to get involved if you love hearing about animals just as much as we do and you you love supporting us. We would love that as well. Yeah. Uh, in addition, you also get bonus episodes every month. And this last month, uh, we dropped two. So Because we <laughs> skipped a month. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to mention that, but we dropped two. <laughs> <laughs> it evens out to one on average per month. Something, but and I feel like this is a good month because we're our bodies are gonna touch in like at least <laughs> a week. A, we got a week and two days. Our bodies are gonna touch. Our bodies like are a, touching. <laughs> that sounds like a copulatory tie. <laughs> I just never meant know. that our hands might embrace. Uh, I'm not going to say what's going to embrace. <laughs> it's 20 by teen, ladies and gents. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, oh. we might do something crazy. We're going to be together. I don't fucking know. We'll probably just fuck it up, whatever it is. So, no, oh, without I won't, a doubt. I won't get too hype. <laughs> no, Flora always promises things and then <laughs> everything and then goes wrong. And I'm like, why did you do this? It goes to real shit. Um, but, yeah, consider joining us on Patreon. It's a really cool kicking spot. All the coolest cats are there. Basically, and our faves. And uh, we use the money that we receive from all of our patrons to um, buy better equipment for our podcast. We were able to buy some headphones and microphones yeah. and things like that to improve the sound quality for this. And we also, all of the money goes right back into um, put it, like doing the podcast. So we were able to donate a bunch of money to conservation organizations. We're able to use the Patreon money that we get um, to donate $5 to conservation organizations for every review that we get. Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> all of that is, yeah. So all of that is um, is going to a good place. So if you're not really sure where you want your, um, your money to go and you're looking to support conservation and you want to get some cool extra bonus content on the side, consider, consider joining us on Patreon. We would appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, if you guys are interested in leaving a review, please consider doing so. Like we said, it'll be a $5 donation from us to a conservation organization of our patrons choosing each month for every single review that we receive. So we're gathering suggestions from our patrons now for what we want to do for this last month. And then, like I said, every month we're going to be donating money to that organization. Yeah, so we're I really think, excited to be able to do that. I think last episode we said we only had one review and then we got our like email yes. finally pushed to us and we had six this month. Yeah, well, so five, good. Five this month and one last month that we still we rolled over. So that's like obviously we would love it if the reviews were nice, but <laughs> we didn't preface that. Like you can, I oh, guess I you can leave us a bad review and we'll still donate five dollars. We'll just be real sad about it. One of them was real bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Well, oh, beans. That means that's still five bucks coming at you. So coming in hot. Uh, do you want to smack me in the face with the TLDL? <laughs> Absolutely, I do. So the FUSA is a top predator in Madagascar. It's weird <laughs> scientific name. Cryptoproctopharynx <laughs> means hidden anus. So I don't know, that's a little fun fact for you. Uh, these guys are related. Their closest relative is the mongoose. They share a common ancestor, but they look like a weird like weasel, mongoose, cat, dog, weird hybrid. Um, their tail can be roughly half the length of their body. They're sort of a tan color. They... 
hunt and sleep and bang and trees and do all that fun stuff. And they love eating lemurs. Yes. The females will go through a weird phase. And I'm not going to say weird. I'm going to say really cool, exciting, blessed (laughs) phase in adolescence. Amen. Where they get a giant spiky clitoris. And it helps keep the males off their back. And it helps keep the adult females off their back. And so they can just basically do what they got to do to get to adulthood. Which I support them. Uh, And then... They have, they do weird things mating. They get stuck together with their weird genitals, which is just so fun. And they're unfortunately considered either vulnerable or threatened somewhere in that range due to a number of things, mainly that their forest habitat is uh, roughly 10% of what it used to be. Uh. And they have a lot of human conflict as well. There are a lot of myths and legends in the area concerning the Fusa. Uh, and that they're a big threat to humans. But unfortunately, that's not really the case. They just are reaping the bad benefits of those myths. So one of the best things that you guys can do if you're looking to help out the FUSA is learn more about them. If you're able to make monetary donations to Madagascar conservation organizations, that's a great way to help. But you can also help them out by participating in Meatless Mondays or just reducing your meat consumption overall because that will reduce the amount of land needed to produce livestock and that will expand the amount of habitat that they have to um, have in their territory so they can peacefully coexist away from humans and away from other FUSA. God, that's pretty much it. Dream. I know, right? Just that Away solitary lifestyle, you. baby. Oh, so good. Well, that's all I got for you. You got anything else, Flora? Um, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's a big no. That's a big right, fat everyone. no. Thanks for joining us this week. Hope you learned. Hope you learned. Hope you enjoyed hope learning. Hope you learned something. Hope you learned. <laughs> what? Hope you learned. Uh, hope you enjoyed learning about the FUSA. We enjoyed talking about it yeah <laughs> have a good we week spending an hour with you hope you have a great week hope no idiot honks at you don't get licked just in trying a special to get way your... <laughs> or do or do get licked in a special Boing. way it is pride month happy pride y'all Watch everyone out, out there pupils. no 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 don't don't taint our our pride conversation with talk of pupils Honestly, everyone out there the celebrating everyone out there celebrating pride hope you get licked in a special way Happy Pride. We love Happy all Pride. of you. Yeah, we do. Uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Smell you later.